You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Tuesday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, says, Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. I'm so excited to be with you this Tuesday. I want you to tag a friend, let them know that we're alive. Got my iPad here. You can ask questions at the end of the lesson. Listen, it's going to be a great lesson today. Hope you've had a great beginning of the week. I believe it's going to be a blast for you. I believe you're going to learn something very powerful. Now, We've been teaching from the subject already purchased, already purchased, a three-lesson series, and this is our third and final lesson. In lesson one, we taught from the subtopic, don't leave your healing at the cross. In lesson two, we taught from the subtopic, don't take what Jesus took. Now, in this third lesson, we're going to teach from the subtopic, don't try to get what you already have. Now, the theme of all three of these lessons has been the healing is a redemptive, healing is a redemptive uh, benefit of the believer paid for Jesus on the cross. It's a benefit. Now, we're, we're, I think, toward the end or t- headed toward the end of what we've been calling a pandemic. So I've been encouraging you to make sure you're listening to something on healing, especially during the pandemic. But I believe that every Christian should have a regiment of regular listening to something on healing. Uh, I would suggest that you would take these three lessons from already paid, and I would suggest that you go back and listen to all three lessons. Now, the lesson that I'm going to teach today and end our teaching on healing, we're going to end our teaching on healing today, but the lesson that I'm going to teach today If I had to pick one lesson for you to listen to or one lesson for me to listen to, and I couldn't listen to anything else, you couldn't listen to anything else on healing, I would encourage you to listen to this lesson. I believe this lesson today is probably up until this point the most important, the most profound the most transformative lesson or revelation that I've received concerning divine healing. I believe that this lesson is the it. Out of all the lessons, all of them are good, but out of all the lessons, I believe this lesson today, if I had to pick just one, it would be this lesson today. Don't try to get what you already have. That's the subtopic. Don't try to get what you already have. Now, I have two background texts that we're going to look at. And one of the texts we're going to 
dissect the entire lesson. And I want you to make sure that you're either taking notes or making mental notes. And then if you want to ask questions, I got my iPad here. You can send your questions in at any time during the teaching. And at the close of the lesson, uh, we'll get it. We'll answer some of your questions. Now, listen at this. Our first background text is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, 21. It says, for he, God, made him, Jesus, to be sin for us. For he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Second Corinthians 5, 21. For God, the Father, made Jesus, who knew no sin, never sin. He made him to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, here's our primary background text that we're going to work through the entire lesson. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, and I'm going to read it from the traditional King James Version. It says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live to righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Now let's look at that verse and we're going to dissect it in a minute. It says who is own self referring to Jesus bear or bore our sins, not his sins, our sins in his own body on the tree on the cross. The Bible says that he bore our sins on the cross, that we, being dead to sins, should live to righteousness. Didn't say we would, but it says we should live unto righteousness. And then it says, by whose stripes you were healed. You were healed. I'll say that again. You were healed. Heal. Come on, say that. I was healed. Now, I meditate on 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 on a regular basis. And I always couple my meditation with Matthew 8:17. Matthew 8:17 said Jesus himself bore our sicknesses. So I look at that. And I meditate on that. Jesus himself bore our sicknesses. That's Matthew 8, 17. Then I flip over to 1 Peter 2, 24. And then it says, Jesus bore our sins. And I just go back and forth. Jesus bore our sicknesses. Matthew 8, 17. Jesus bore our sins. 1 Peter 2.24, and I just go back and forth, and I meditate on it. I look at it, and I, 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 I recite it over and over. Jesus bore our sicknesses. Jesus bore our sins. Jesus bore our sicknesses. 
Jesus bore our sins. Now, if you believe that the Bible is the word of God, then you have to believe both revelations. In Matthew 8, 17, it says Jesus bore our sicknesses. In 1 Peter 2, 24, it says Jesus bore our sins. Now, listen at this. Listen at this. At the same time that Jesus bore our sins, and we've heard that many people have heard that even from childhood, that Jesus bore our sins on the cross. Jesus was stressed out and he bore our sins, that God put our sins on Jesus Christ. Even unsaved people have heard that. But the Bible also says in Matthew 8, 17, that Jesus bore our sicknesses. So at the same time that Jesus bore our sins, the same Bible says that he bore our sicknesses. So let's look and let's dissect this, this text, 1 Peter 2, 24. It says, who is on self? bear our sins in his own body on the tree. Let's look at that first part. Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Now, sickness and disease, sickness and or disease is one of the penalties of original sin. Now think with me now, because we're gonna we're gonna dive into this text. Just one verse, 1 Peter 2:24. Sickness, disease is one of the physical penalties of original sin. Now, I'm not saying that sickness and disease is a penalty for your sin or my sin. Okay, I am saying that sickness and disease is the physical or the physical penalties of original sin. Adam's sin opened the door for sickness. In other words, there was no sickness until Adam sinned. That's what I mean by the original sin. So when Adam sinned, one of the physical penalties for Adam's sin was sickness, was disease. So when Jesus now bore our sins on the cross, he was dealing with the spiritual root of the sickness. You see, oftentimes in life, we make a mistake of dealing with symptoms. We may have a, a, a headache and, and we get something to deal with the symptom. Or we may have a stomach ache and we get something to deal with the symptom. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what really eradicates the problem is dealing with the root of the headache or the root of the stomach ache. So when Jesus <clears throat> dealt with sickness, 
He didn't want to just deal with symptoms, the headache or uh, the cancer or uh, the, the heart pain or the aches in the body. He didn't want to just deal with the symptoms. He wanted to deal with the spiritual root of the sickness because sickness and disease has a spiritual root, and that root is sin. So Jesus bore our sins so that he could deal with the root of the sickness. Now, listen at this. It says, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree so he could deal with the root of the sickness. Now, here's what it says. So that we being dead to sins shall live to righteousness. And I, I tell uh, my congregation, I, I've told my congregation for years, Faith Chapel, I pastor a beautiful church in Birmingham and in Columbus, Georgia, Faith Chapel. And I've said this for years, whenever you see a that, T-H-A-T, in the middle of a sentence, all in the Bible, always put an S-O in front of it. So it says, who is on self, there are sins in his own body on the tree that or so that for this reason, so that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. Now let's, let's look at that second part. We looked at the first part. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Now let's look at this part. So that we being dead to sins should live to righteousness. So what does this phrase mean? We being dead to sin should live to righteousness. Well, let's let's talk about sin. The Bible says he died to sin so that we could live to righteousness. Death to sin, the phrase death to sin speaks to both the death of Jesus on the cross and the believer's identification with Jesus' death on the cross. Now, what does that mean? In the mind of God, when Jesus died on the cross, the Father God saw all of humanity in Jesus. In other words, God saw humanity dying on the cross for sin. And those of us who receive Jesus Christ, God sees you and I, on the cross with Jesus. He sees us identified with cross on Jesus. So when the Bible says death to sin, it speaks to both the death of Jesus on the cross, but it also speaks to the believer's identification with Jesus on the cross. When it says the phrase alive unto righteousness, this speaks to both the resurrection of Jesus from the dead and the identification of the believer being raised from the dead. In other words, God sees the believer in Christ. So when Christ died on the cross, God saw the believer dying on the cross. When Jesus was raised from the dead, God saw the believer raised from the dead. Now, that's identification. So let's relate this phrase, dead to sin, so that we could be alive to righteousness. Let's relate this to sin. 
and then we're going to relate it to sickness. And this is very powerful. When the Bible says that Jesus bore our sins on the cross so that we may be dead to sin, it speaks to the power of sin being broken over the life of the believer. It speaks to sin's power to control and dominate the believer is broken. In the mind of God, God sees Jesus' death on the cross and the believer identification with Jesus' death on the cross, God sees that act of his dying on the cross as sin's power to control and dominate the believer and the believer's life legally broken. So in the mind of God, sin's power has been legally broken over the life of every Christian. That's in God's mind, that sin no longer can dominate, no longer can control the life of the believer. When the Bible says that we might be alive unto righteousness, this means the believer is now free to live a holy, separated, and God-pleasing life through the power of God. Now, I want you to get that. Alive to righteousness means every believer has a right now to live a holy, separated, God-pleasing life through the power of the Holy Spirit. So this death of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection from the dead means that sin's power is legally broken. Legally broken. In other words, you and I as Christians, we don't have to be dominated by sin anymore. Now, we can still yield to sin. We can still sin. But we can't say, uh, I couldn't help it. We can't say the devil made me do it. No, because sin's power has been legally broken through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Dead to sins means sin's power has been broken. Alive to God means now we're free to live a holy, separated, God-pleasing life. That's what that phrase means as it relates to sin. Now, let's relate this phrase, dead to sin, alive to righteousness, to sickness. So if, if, if what the scripture is saying, and we put sickness there, then death to sin means Satan cannot legally enforce sickness on a righteous person. You see, you and I in Christ were made righteous. We were made, had nothing to do with how we live, has nothing to do with living a perfect life. 
When you receive Jesus Christ, God made you righteous. Now, God sees you and I as though we never sin. So think about it. If sin is the root of the sickness and Jesus Christ bore the sin and was raised from the dead, that means Satan cannot legally enforce sickness on a righteous person. Now, that is profound. You're going to have to really meditate on that. He cannot. What, what does that mean? It does not mean that Satan won't bring the sickness. Oh, he'll bring the sickness. He'll challenge you on that area. But it means that Satan and sickness has no legal right to be enforced in your life. No legal right, because you were made right, and so sin for you is not the issue anymore. You are not healed because you live a a sin-free life. You are healed because of Jesus' work on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. So Satan, dead to sickness, dead to sin, means sickness and Satan can no longer be enforced in your life. Now, when it talks about alive to righteousness, that means the believer now has the right to choose healing, health, long life. You now are alive to the benefit of being right. You're alive to the benefit of healing, if you need it, health, which is better, and long life. That's what the Bible means when it says you're dead to sin, but alive to righteousness. As it relates to sin, sin no longer has any power. It's been legally broken. As it relates to sickness, sickness can no longer uh, enforce his will on you. Satan can't enforce his will. He can bring it, but he cannot sustain sickness in your life. You don't have to receive it because you are alive to the benefit of righteousness. And the benefit of righteousness is healing, health, and long life. Now, look at, let's put these phrases together and then add the third part of it. It says, who is own self, bear our sins in his own body on the tree. So he dealt with the spiritual ruin. That we being dead to sins, we died with Christ on the cross. Sin no longer has an illegal jurisdiction in our life, can't make us sin that we should live unto righteousness. We can live a holy life. We can live a life pleasing to God, a life separated to God. But sickness power has been broken. Satan can no longer enforce sickness on a righteous person. And you're righteous not by your works, but by Jesus' work. Alive to righteousness means now we have a right to enjoy the benefits of being in right standing with God. And that's healing if you need it. It's health, which is better, and long life. And then the last phrase, it says, by whose stripes? All of I've said now is based on this third 
uh, phrase, by whose stripes, <clears throat> by whose stripes you were healed. Now listen at that. By whose stripes you were healed. Now, the stripes of Jesus refer to the beating that Jesus received in Pilate's judgment hall. He was whipped in Pilate's judgment hall. So spiritually speaking, on a spiritual level, in the mind of God, God, by the lashes of the whip, transferred to the body of Jesus every sickness, every disease, every weakness, every infirmity known to man, past, present, and future, he transferred it to the body of Jesus. Now, I want you to listen to this. This is something that has not been preached. We've been preached. We've taught about him dying for our sins, but we have not been taught about the fact that he died and bore our sicknesses. The stripes of Jesus, it says, by whose stripes refer to the beating that Jesus received in Pilate's judgment hall. In the realm of the spirit, you can't, you didn't see it. I didn't see it. But in the realm of the spirit, in the mind of God, God the Father transferred by the lashes of the whip to the body of Jesus, every sickness, every disease, every weakness to Jesus' body, every last one. Now, listen at this. You say, well, I don't, I don't know how he did that. You said, well, I, I don't know if I can believe that. I, I'm saying that every sickness, every disease, every weakness, past, present, and future. That means any sickness that you're experiencing right now, any sickness or disease or weakness that will challenge you in the future, I am saying, based on 1 Peter 2.24, that by the lashes of the whip, God transferred to the body of Jesus, to his body, every sickness, every weakness, every disease to the body of Jesus. So if you're dealing with any kind of sickness, any kind of disease right now in the realm of the spirit, God has already transferred that sickness, that disease, that weakness to the body of Jesus. Now, listen carefully. You said, well, I don't know that. I don't know how he did that. I'm not sure I can believe that. But think about it. You believe, even though you didn't see it, you believe that God transferred all of man's sins to Jesus. You believe that, but you didn't see that. The only proof that you have that your sins was transferred to Jesus on the cross is the word of God. Well, the word of God also tells us that by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. Now, watch this. What does that mean? It means that when Jesus died on the cross, mankind's sicknesses, 
diseases and weakness were legally dealt with. So from God's standpoint, sickness, disease, and weakness has been taken away. From God's standpoint, you are healed. In other words, from God's standpoint, you don't have a sickness problem. You don't have a disease problem. You have a faith problem. You have a believing problem. Now, listen carefully. The text says you were healed. That's 2,000 years ago. You were healed. When Jesus was whipped, your sicknesses and your disease was placed on Jesus' body. He went to the cross. He died with your sicknesses and with your diseases, my sicknesses, my disease. So from God's perspective, the sickness and disease was legally paid for and taken away. So when God looks at you and I, he don't see us having a sickness, disease, or weakness problem. He sees us as having a believing problem or a faith problem, because the Bible says, by whose stripes you were healed. You were healed. Now, that tells us that healing is not a promise. Healing is a spiritual reality. Healing is not a promise. A promise is a declaration that a person will do something or will not do something in the future. It is a declaration that I'm going to do something. I'm not going to do something in the future. But healing is not a promise. It's a spiritual reality, which simply means that the action has already taken place. So from God's perspective, you're not going to be healed. From God's perspective, you were healed 2,000 years ago. Now, listen at this. You said, well, if I was healed 2,000 years ago, why am I dealing with the sickness? Why do I have these symptoms in my body? The reason you're dealing with the sickness or we deal with the sickness is because Satan is a thief. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, listen. You cannot steal from a person what they don't already have. The very fact that he's coming to take something from you, it means you already have it. See, Satan knows you have it, so he's trying to come and take it from you. But most people, they're trying to get what they already have. Now, listen at this. Our job is not to try to get healed, our job is to agree with God that we are healed. And we're to say to Satan, no, you can't have my health. No, you can't have my, 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 my healing. No, you can't have my freedom. No, you can't have my long life. Your assignment is not to get it. In other words, you're to resist Satan from a position of victory. You're not resisting Satan to gain a victory. You're not trying to gain a victory. You have a victory, so you're resisting from the point of victory. Now, as I close, I want to say this. I want to say this because this is so profound. You're going to have to go back and listen to it. God is so desirous of us having health, that he's given us several ways to receive it. You can pray for it. 
because people on different levels, you can pray, believe you receive, it's all right. Or you can speak it, or you can have hands laid on you, or you can have all on you. But as you begin to mature now, and you will realize that you already have it. Now watch this. I was diagnosed or uh, or tested positive for uh, the coronavirus. I spent 11 days in quarantine. Not one time. Now, I'm not saying you can't pray for it, but not one time that I asked God to heal me. Not a single time. I base my belief on what he said. So I said, Father, I thank you. I believe that I'm healed by your stripes. I believe that I was healed 2,000 years ago. And I said that all through the 11 days, I believe that I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I believe I was healed 2,000 years ago. I agree, Satan, I agree with the word. The word says I was healed, and I agree with him. I agree with him, and you can't have my help. No, you can't help. You can't have my help. Now, I wasn't in denial. I wasn't denying the sickness. I was agreeing with God. I, God says you were healed. So I said, well, okay, that's what I am. So if I believe that I am, I'm not going to try to get what I already have. And that's why some Christians are not walking in their healing because they're trying to get what they already have, and they're not agreeing with God. They're saying they're agreeing with the sickness. I'm not talking denial. I'm talking about who you're going to agree with. Are you going to agree with the word? Are you going to agree with the sickness? Now, the sickness is real, but you're trying to move it. You're trying to break its power. You're trying to resist it. So you resist it by agreeing with what God says, not denying. I didn't walk around saying, I don't have COVID-19. I don't have, I didn't say that at all. I said, Father, you said that I was here 2,000 years ago, and I agree with you. I agree with your word. I believe that I am. And then when I talked to the devil, I said, no, you can't have it. No, you can't have my help. I don't, I don't receive it. No, you can't have my help. I agree with God. I resist you in Jesus' name. Now, that's that. I pray that you got something out of that. Listen, go back and listen to it. I believe it's going to change your life. I agree with you that you're whole. This is, this is ending our series on healing. I'm going to begin a new series on, on overcoming fear and dealing with fear in our next lesson. But I do have a few questions that I want to look at here. It says, is allergies considered a sickness? I think allergies are. I think an allergy is a sickness, a form of sickness, like to be healed from an allergy. He took that. Yes, he took that. Allergies, he t- that would come under the head of an infirmity. It would come under the head of a weakness. There is some weakness in the body that causes this thing. Listen, an allergy, the Bible says, he took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That's an infirmity in the body. An allergy is an infirmity in the body. I believe it comes under the head of a sickness. So yes, Jesus took allergies. When a person has received a terminal illness report and continues to believe God for healing, how do you keep your faith? 
Well, the 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 issue with that. Listen, the issue with that. I'm I, I'm a believer that you can you do what you can do in the natural realm, whether it's medicine or pre- medical procedures or whatever. You do what you can do, but your faith should be in what Jesus said. So how do you keep your healing? You keep, you keep, how do you continue to believe God for healing? See, believing in God has to do with the word. The report you got came from the doctor. It's a real report. It's not a fake report. I'm not saying deny the report, but you're asking me if you receive a terminal report, and you continue to believe God for healing, how do you keep your faith? Well, you shouldn't lose your faith because your faith is not based on the symptoms. Your basis, your faith is not based on the diagnosis. Your faith is based on what God said. So your faith shouldn't be changing because you're not changing what you're believing. What you're believing is based on what God said. It's not based on what the doctor said. It's not based on the symptoms. It's not based on the condition. So how do you keep your faith? You should never even lose your faith because your faith is not over there. That's two realms. We got a natural report, and then we got a spiritual report. You keep your faith because your faith should be on the spiritual report. What does God say? You're going to agree with God. You do what you can in the natural, but you're going to believe and you're going to stand and you're going to say, I believe that I'm healed by the strength of Jesus. And you're not going to let that go because your healing or your faith is not based off this side of the ledger. The natural side, your faith is not based on here. What this report says, it's not even based on that. Your faith is based. Faith comes by hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. So faith is over here. The natural is on this side. And you do whatever you can in the natural. I'm not against doctors. I'm not against medicine. Don't preach that. We don't preach that. But at the same time, if you're going to operate by faith, your faith is in the word. It's not over here. It's in the word. You're standing on the word. Now, if you're looking back and forth, if you're looking back and forth, you will lose your faith because you're trying to see over here what's going on on here, and then you're trying to look over here. So now you're double-minded. Faith is not about what's happening here. Faith is about what the Word says. Now, over here is real. You're dealing with it, but that's not where your faith is. Your faith is pushing out what's going on in the natural. What's happening in the natural is real. Okay, it's a real thing, and people die from what's going on in the natural. But if you're going to operate by faith, you have to believe that what God is saying in this report, and you're going to agree with this side, and your faith in this side pushes and changes what happened over on this side. I think that's a great question. So if we contact COVID-19, does that mean we're sinning? Oh, that's a great question. See. Well, let me ask you, let me, let me ask a little bit different. Let me answer the question by asking a question. If you uh, had a cold, did you get a cold by sinning? If you had a headache, did you get a headache by sinning? If you, if you got a diagnosis 
of heart disease or cancer or diabetes. Did you get that by sinning? You see, for some reason, we put COVID over in the arena of sin or not sin. No, it's a sickness just like any other sickness. Has absolutely nothing to do with sin. Has absolutely nothing to do with sin. I was I was diagnosed as being positive. I never thought, you know, I got to get sin out of my life. I, I I I didn't even think that. I didn't even think that what I I just thought I'm being challenged by a a a, a, a physical challenge. I never thought sin. Am I in sin? Yeah. I never even thought that. That never entered my mind because sickness doesn't necessarily mean you sin. I mean, everybody that gets sick doesn't mean that they sin. It's just a physical challenge. It's a physical condition. But that's a good question because some people kind of put it over there. Well, you know, I did something wrong. I sin. You sin. Uh, It's a faith. You know, you don't have faith and all this kind of crazy stuff. But there are different reasons. You know, some people are in high-risk zones. Think about it. If a doctor's in a high-risk zone and they are infected with COVID, doesn't mean they sin. There's a lot of reasons why, but you want to believe that you're not going to be diagnosed with it. And you're going to believe for your healing if you need it. You're going to believe for health that you won't have to believe for it. And you're going to believe for long life. So I never worried about it at all because I wasn't even on that side. I knew it was real. I dealt with whatever I needed to deal with on that side, but I was operating in faith. Great question. Um. Um, this person said that they've been being equipped so that they can stand against sickness. I think that's great. I think that's great. And the fact that you're walking in health, uh, this person said they're walking in health. That's what you should be. That's the best. Health is the best. So keep walking in that. Thank you so very much. Uh, I appreciate you. Appreciate the time we spent with you. And next week, we're going to begin to talk on on fear. Why are you afraid will be our subject. I love you. Talk to you next time.